0: Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut, you are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan
1: Wangland. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland. And welcome to Just Thinking, how the heck is everybody doing this Tuesday? I think you should be getting this show on Tuesday. So uh, that sounds kind of exciting to me. And, uh, you know, I have a really, really, really interesting (laughs) uh, podcast here today. And uh, I I was looking for some information uh, for my uh, course and... Um, extraordinary and exceptional individuals that I teach and uh, I came across this um, series of articles on baby prenuptial agreements and uh, I said wow that's uh, that's kind of a unique thing I mean I've heard of that in passing but I really haven't you know gotten into investigate that in any great detail and somebody I mean I'm well, a professor of psychology and I've taught adolescent and child development for oh my goodness probably 15 years I don't teach the course anymore at the present time uh, I dropped it a couple of years ago and could pick it up at any time but I certainly never went over prenuptial agreements but we certainly talked about parenting and bonding and attachment parenting and a whole bunch of things like that but never prenuptial agreements between uh, people who were thinking about having uh, children, people who were engaged, people who were married and going to have children, uh, people who decided that they wanted their children together, whatever. Uh, this seems to uh, apply to them, and it's one of those things I was thinking about originally of saying, uh, "Hey, this would be something great for the psychobabble zone," and then I was really thinking about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, trying to be more of a critical thinker with it and say, hey, you know, it really is, uh, in many instances, a problem between parents because, uh, you know, you find somebody, you you know, or you meet somebody, and you hook up, you're living together, you decide you're going to have kids, or you get married, or whatever the cultural, social arrangements are, Uh, you know, in the 21st century, and you have this child, and then there's a whole bunch of tasks uh, and situations that come into play, and uh, many times people are not in agreement with these things. People have distinctly different ideas about what they should do with kids. Uh, I'll give you one. It's like sleeping with your kids. It's something I'm vehemently opposed to. Uh, I just think it's you know rotten for your sleep hygiene. Uh, I don't think it really does anything for you. Um, I don't even know how much it does for uh, children though attachment, parenting, uh, you know, advocates and other people would say it's fantastic, it's a uh, you know, closeness, it's a bonding, it's everything else like that. And, uh, you know, in many cultures, uh, you know, entire families <laughs> would sleep together. Uh, it's nothing new. What does the research really say it? It really doesn't matter one way or the other whether you sleep with your kids or not. It, you know whether you sleep with them and has good effects or you don't sleep with them, and to, you know you know, get their independence and their comfort and learn how to sleep on their own. You, you know it has pros and cons with both things, but it's one of those things that's worthy of discussion. Again, in other cultures, you know sleeping with your children. Uh, Has all different kinds of connotations. Uh, I know that uh, I had many students uh, several years ago when I was teaching child development from Korea, and one of the things that they would do is when they visited their grandparents, is that they slept with their grandparents. You know, till they were like 35. No, you know, as young children, and then you know, getting on there, you know, also not as teenagers, obviously, but as young kids, they would sleep with their grandparents in between the two grandparents in in a bed. Or whatever the sleeping arrangement was. And that was a very acceptable practice. We're in, you know, in our society, you know, uh, that isn't something that's uh, routinely done uh, with kids. And I I would think would be frowned upon for a variety of reasons, Uh, you know, uh, to some extent after a certain age when kids are no longer just little infants. And again, there's all kinds of concerns about smothering your kids when you're sleeping with them and all kind, you know, and and to be very honest with you, a lot of people are very overweight now. Uh, they are not the healthiest uh, in many uh, uh, cases. And, you know, there are accidental deaths from, um, you know, from people rolling over on infants uh, and things like that. And, it's, it's, you, know, it may, you know, that's that's a rarity, but, you know, it's it's one of those things. So prenuptial agreements, you know, getting back to the show on prenups, you know, wow, what the heck would that be all about? You know, how could that possibly uh, be beneficial? And, uh, you know, there are lots of women's groups uh, that say, hey, you know, this is um, uh, this is something that is a thing that might be a good idea to do uh, and not. Absolutely necessary, but might not be a bad idea. Uh, and the question is, even for, you know, female advocates of this, that do parents really need one? That it's, it's, it's a thing. And, you know, there's many stories. Uh, you know, I have articles by people that are saying things like the oldest of my three children was a terrible sleeper. You know, since I was nursing, I handled all of her night feedings. And then my husband and I agreed to take turns to try to get her to go back to sleep. Somehow on many of my husband's turns, he didn't hear her crying, although I'm pretty sure he was just pretending to sleep through those wails and so on and so forth. Uh, sounds like crazy kind of stuff there. But, uh, you know, I must confess uh, with uh, my my two children, uh, I, I pulled the same crap uh, a couple of times. And I'll tell you why. It's a rationalization, but I did pull that crap where I pretended that I was sleeping when I, when I wasn't because I, I was working, um, you know, as a, a senior administrator, a very difficult, uh, you know, positions uh, where I was working, you know, 10, 12, 14 hours a day, six days a week. And I had very limited sleep, very limited time. And uh, my, uh, my wife uh, was not working outside of the home. And uh, we had made a decision that, uh, you know, that, you know, we wanted our kids to, to have a parent there full time, you know, till, till a certain age. And my wife was all for that. And, uh, you know, I would help out and I would do things like that. But uh, man, when I was putting in all those hours, I said, hey, you know, I'm not trying to stick you or anything else like that, but I can't function working 12, 13 hours a day, six days a week on three, four hours of sleep a night and uh, I know that's rough for you, but, you know, grab a grab a snooze for an hour. I can't do that during the day. So, uh, you know, some people might think that's justifiable, and other people would say, what a louse you are. You're the reason why we have to have prenuptial agreements. Other men, you know, just don't think uh, years ago that that was their role, and other men now don't think that that's their role. And then, uh, you know, other, with other couples, that's not the issue at all. Okay, it's a whole bunch of other things other than sleepless nights. So uh, this is one of the reasons that uh, baby nups, as they're called, you know, are becoming very popular among expected parents. It's kind of like a chore chart, uh, but for adults. And it kind of outlines how folks will divide up their household chores and their child care responsibilities when the baby is born. And I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, there are people uh, that I've seen uh, with different articles, certified parent coaches and things like that, you know, coaching services for mom. Oh, my God, this, that stuff starts to, to get under my nerves. But, yeah, I guess we we need to have coaches for moms. But whatever. And, uh, you know, she tells uh, parents that they really don't understand how much their lives are going to change when they have a baby. It's more, and, and I do agree with that. 150 uh, percent. That's one of the things I teach in my child development course. And that is true, man. You're, you're, you know that uh, you're, you're going to the gym is going to change. Your body is going to change. You're sleeping, you're eating, your finances. A lot of changes, man. A lot of changes are going to happen. And uh, the fantasy that you had in most cases is not going to be there immediately. You know, you're going to have to make that and work that out and cope with it. So, you know, different coaches or other people who work with parents who are struggling with this, think maybe a baby NUP is a, is a great idea for first-time parents or parents that are, you know, kind of adding to their number of kids. And, and maybe, you know, there, there has to be a better division of work. Uh, this baby NUP is usually not a legal contract, although I have information from lawyers, who talk about what it is and what it isn't Uh, The people basically see is it's starting the conversation between parents um, about really seriously thinking through their lifestyle changes and what's going to occur when a new baby arrives on the scene. Wow. Uh, I can tell you one thing, man, you know, your sex life is going to change. uh, That's for sure. Um, you know, you're going to get resentful of people at times as much as being wildly in love with them. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, you know, like I said, your finances, um, you know, the uh, your your quality time of uh, relaxing and, and doing a lot of the things that you want to do is sure as shit going to change uh, with those kind of things. So, you know, there are things you might want to think about or you didn't, but here's some things that are in baby nups. And just because it's what I'm thinking about uh, uh, here, and, and I bet some of you are either going to be having kids or have kids who are going to be having kids. You're going to be grandparents or whatever, and you're affected by this as well as your kids. Here's some things that, you know, that are included in baby nups, what I've seen. Hospital rules. Who's going to be allowed to visit when the baby's born? And who is going to act as a, a gatekeeper to stop unwanted visitors? At Jewelers Mutual, we're a little obsessed with jewelry. Obsessed like auctioneers with Talking Fast, fifty we're gonna pop stars with Auto-Tune, and dentists with asking questions after they've put their hands in your mouth. Great.
0: Yes, we've made jewelry our obsession for over 100 years. We love it so much, we named our kids Ruby, Amber, and Opal. At Jewelers Mutual, we insure jewelry and only jewelry, which is why people who are also obsessed with jewelry
1: trust us with theirs. I didn't think that was a big deal, in reality. But I guess it is to a lot of people. Where uh, you know, this baby is so precious that uh, who's going to come in, and who do we not want to see the baby? Uh, that, that's kind of creepy. But uh, maybe there are people that you don't want uh, to see your child. Okay, so you know, you got you know maybe you don't want Uncle Harry uh, to come in, or people who are, I don't know, have some lifestyle that you're not in uh, in favor of. So that's something you wanna talk about and establish the rules. In-laws, this I think is maybe a good one that that people should think of. Even the most harmonious families, uh, can have strife uh, and uh, problems when a new baby arrives. Uh, A baby can outline how much in-laws can visit, uh, what's allowed to be posted on social media, and things like that. Can you imagine you might be a, you might get mad at the grandparents for posting pictures or too much information or things you don't want other people to know or whatever. Maybe, you know, you you think you look fat or whatever. And, you know, somebody comes in and takes a picture of you and then puts it all over the place and you don't want people to see it or whatever. So you want that in a baby nup. I don't know. Your sleep and night feeding schedule. Uh, so even if one parent is nursing, the other can still play a role in nighttime routines to help the breastfeeder get some shut eye. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, you can take you, you can pump out breast milk so you can 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 feed a baby, too. So that mom can, uh, you know, even though she's breastfeeding most of the time, you know, it, it's kind of a little bit of a mixed bag. You can you can uh, be feeding the uh, baby a little bit of a bottle in between. Uh, it says here, not asking when the birth parent is getting back in shape. I, I, I who needs to to put that in the baby nut, uh, you know. And if if you have to put that in there, what? Well, whatever. Maybe it's a good thing to be, you know, to to uh, to, to um, outline to somebody that you have to be polite with things like that. But I don't know. There may come a point where whether it be for the father or the mother, you might say, Hey, you know, like when are we going to get back in shape here? When are we going to get back to? More of a regular life here It's it's just a baby It's not an alien from another planet That's something that first-time parents don't understand It's just a baby It's wonderful and everything else like that But billions and billions have been served And, uh, you know, parented And and, and gotten along just fine In in horrible, horrific circumstances You know, that are much uh, less structured than we have Um, who's going to do the meal prep? Who's going to do the laundry? Who's going to do the food shopping? Uh, You know, dividing up childcare and chores fairly. Uh, That was my point about uh, not wanting to be woken up when I'm working 13-hour days and my uh, wife was uh, not working uh, outside of the home. Of course, she's working diligently as a parent. But again, lots of other opportunities, uh, choices that you can make that you can't make in a workplace, in my opinion. You know, it's also important that, uh, you know, in, in these baby nups that, uh, that people try to make sure that both partners get alone time uh, as well as together time, you know, uh, those kind of things, um, uh, all those kind of things, uh, you know, that you can write down and and, and so on and so forth and, uh, you know, do all these kind of things. Um What do lawyers say about this? Uh, I got a great law site from Utah Family Law, and they said a baby prenup is not, as some people think, uh, a small or truncated prenuptial agreement. And they think a baby prenup is something of a misnomer. Uh, You know, a real prenuptial agreement is an agreement that an engaged couple enters into before marriage. And it's considered binding and it anticipates like a divorce or a potential conflict. Um, A baby prenup is really more like an agreement between a husband and a wife uh, where they hope to have a baby in the future or they're planning on one and they anticipate in advance of resolving potential conflicts. You know, uh over raising a child. And, uh, you know, they cover what the parents joint and individual parental duties and responsibilities for the future child will be. Okay. And it's also a tool they feel is to facilitate communication between potential parents and thus, you know, um, they say avoiding disputes between the husband and wife when they become parents. It ensures that the parents make sufficient plans for the successful care and nurturing of their child, if and when one of them is born to them. Now, you know, this reminds me of something that was said to me by um, the head of the Nassau County Psychiatric Association when I was in graduate school at St. John's. He was talking about children, and he was also talking about marital therapy. And he said, you know what I find? When I, I was talking to a husband and wife the other day and I finally had to stop them and I said, in their, their marital therapy, he says, we're talking about your relationship with one another. We're not talking about a friggin' business merger. You know, it's, it's like when people have the idea that the president of the United States is like the CEO of a company. No, he's not. He doesn't owe anything to the shareholders. He's not looking to make a profit. He's the president of the country. There's a whole bunch of other things. Uh, marriage and, and parenthood is, is uh, you know, is not a legal document necessarily, you know. And when you, you bring it down, you know, to all these things to facilitate communication, to, you know, it becomes so cold and clinical and uh, it becomes very non-authentic, uh, I guess, in my opinion. And here's one of the things that the lawyers said. Uh, here which I, which actually made me uh, not because they're agreeing with what I'm saying or seeing some of the things that I'm saying, it shows you the uh, you know some of the wisdom of people practicing the law. And um, there's a question here it says, is a baby prenup a good idea? And this is from the, the, the Utah Family Law Center. you know this is a private place and uh, what do they say? Not really. And the lawyers there feel that a baby prenup cheapens both the joys and the burdens of parenthood by treating pregnancy, childbirth and parenthood in a legalistic manner. And that, you see, I'm saying essentially the same thing. And and so did my wise old professor, many, many, many years ago now, over 45 years ago, now knew the same thing after his practice over 50 years. You know? And the lawyer says the same thing. You're raising a child. You're not raising a child. Parenthood is, you know, in a legalistic manner. That's a last resort for things. You know, and it says, and he says, a couple who wants to have a child can do everything that a baby prenup is designed to do without actually having to draft or sign a contract. If a couple is not mature enough to understand that once they have a baby, that they're both responsible for the caring and rearing of the child in different and complementary ways, it's highly doubtful that a written contract would change or prevent anything for the better. And they go on to say, Indeed, if you believe that the person with whom you would like to have a child can't be trusted to do so and would not, in the absence of a written contractual obligation, do all he or she reasonably can be expected to do for that child, that is surely someone you should not have a child with and rear together. There you go. So what an interesting uh, thing. So anyway, uh, where am I at with uh, baby prenups? I I hope you really like this show because this is another reflection of the world that we live in. You know, I could do more Donald Trump shows and more shows on impeachment and things like that. I have a wonderful show that I'd love to do on Tom Brady, which I might do this week on ageism and Tom Brady. But uh, I like doing shows like this because it gives us a real flavor of other things that are happening in our world. It's like uh, the, the, the tendency to dine alone. You know, another strange disconnect. And then here's another one. Excuse me. I have a sneeze coming on during the show here. And I just left for a second. So I must be telling the truth. There's an old wives tale. But here's another example, kind of a disconnect from authenticity and closeness and communication and judgment and understanding other people as human beings. You know, what a wonderful thing if you believe that the person with whom you would like to have a child can't be trusted to do so in the absence of a written contractual obligation, why would you be having a child with that person? It almost says the same thing for prenuptial agreement. But because of the amount of money and everything else involved, it's it's like, you know, you're just not trusting people. So what would you do if you're having your kids again when you're out there? Would you have a baby nup? Do you think that's a good idea? Or just maybe you should sit and have a good talk on these same issues with somebody and get on the same page first. And if you're not, maybe that's not a person that you're going to be compatible with to be a parent. You know? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'll have to wait till I hear from you. I hope you like the show. I think for me... That's what I would do. I would use this baby prenup guide, uh, or the baby nup guide is a good guide. And I think I've done that with, uh, you know, uh, the uh, other parent of my children. You know, we've sat down and discussed all those things, but probably not to this extent. It would have been a better idea, I think, to do some of this. You would think that we did that, but no, we didn't really, when I'm looking at it. So I think it's a good guide. But it doesn't have to be done through a lawyer and you don't have to sign a contract. But that's just me. And that's what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Did you like the show? Rate and review the show. Subscribe to the show. Write me a long love letter and tell me how much you're, I'm teasing you. If you'd like to contact me, Stan Wanglin, you can get me at Wanglin. That's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. Or you can get me on Facebook at Stanley Wanglin or Twitter at Wangland, any of those things. You can reach out, and say hi, and I'll be glad to hear from you. And I sure hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed doing it for you. And I'll catch you for another show on Wednesday. Okay, until that time, I hope everybody is doing really great. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye now.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S Wangland. That's at S Wangland. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network.
1: Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal?
0: what's going on you have john wanglin one of the hosts of wrestling with reality check out our shows this week on wrestling with reality we have some great shows we have our mma show we look at is kabib namaga made versus george st pierre reality why john jones is such a disgrace to the ufc we also have on wcw monday nitro watch along and we take a look back at triple h in his 25 year career in the wwe so check out wrestling with reality on all major podcast outlets